Welcome to Michael Myers Minute, where we delve into the 1978 horror classic Halloween one minute at a time. I'm your host, Robert Black. Way back in Minute 17, I previewed a note for this minute. Even innocent little Tommy Doyle is not above playing a prank on Lindsay Wallace because it's Halloween. And maybe because he's got a costume to separate himself from the act. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're in the Doyle house. Annie has just been killed in a garage across the street. And we've got a guest, Allison Grimm. Welcome back, Allison. Thank you. So every time I hear the the uh, the very beginning the, of the intro to this, I think yeah. he's saying, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, lock your doors. Wow, <laughs> rude. <close. laughs> That's how you start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we're going to start our Jeopardy podcast. <laughs> to immediately turn off all the people who take things seriously. Like our first category is fuck you. <laughs> An old bum cover. <laughs> uh, and we see, fine, well, finally, we see what we were wondering about last time. Second two, what Tommy's plans are. Hiding get behind the terribly. curtain. Yes. But it's Lindsay, so anywhere he would have been that she couldn't immediately see him would have worked. And he says her name a couple times, or three times. Hmm. Maybe and she oddly has, enough, she notices. Maybe she has no peripheral vision. From staring at the TV all the time, yeah, she just blocks out the sides. I guess. Or maybe that's why she stares at the TV all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's the only way she can enjoy she, life is Yeah, she TV. can't see the world around her. I mean, poor girl, I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> so, we can <laughs> diagnose she'd Lindsay. she have to be moving her head real fast all the time. Yeah, we can diagnose Lindsay with having no peripheral vision. Um... <laughs> Probably some attention span or disorder. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah. Hella tight pigtails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she has some, but she has some great reactions in this one. When there's the screaming and Laurie comes over, and either Lindsay or Kyle. I don't know if it's the actress or the direction of the character, but she's very panicked and does it pretty well. Is she Kyle the actress's name? Yes. Wow. Kyle Richards. Hmm. And yeah, so second eleven, still hiding behind the curtain, Tommy looks outside. And the script says Tommy's POV Wallace backyard. It is scripted as the backyard. Is that the backyard? No. I was gonna say, He's looking uh, across the, the street the at the front yard. yard. Yeah, like Michael's just doing this in full view of the neighborhood. Yes. Now in minute fifty three I talked about the geography of the Wallace property doesn't make any sense anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. You know, call it the backyard, because uh, in minute 17, I talked about Michael as a cosmic horror. This particular neighborhood in Haddonfield, this street where these houses are, is changing as whatever he wants to happen. He's in the backyard, but Tommy can see him because he wants Tommy to see him. I am into that. Yeah. That's great. You know, that's what he is as a boogeyman. Is he can he just is make the boogeyman of this particular neighborhood. Like we, when Tommy first saw him out the window, he saw his shadow when Michael was not standing at the side of the house. He was standing yeah. at the back of the house. Oh, that's really good. Have you gone? Have you ever gone to grad school? I feel like you yes. should write a thesis on that. Okay, we'll go back to grad. I wrote school. my thesis on blogging. Okay, well, you're going to write a new thesis on this theory. <laughs> Just that, that Michael can affect Michael reality. Michael Myers' cosmic horror affecting reality. Yes. 
You're going to pay for grad school in America. <laughs> yeah, I've already done that. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> now, then, I, he's what he sees, uh, there's an IMDb goof for this. After Michael has killed Annie, he carries her body around the side of the house. In the first shot, notice her head is on the left side of Michael's body and her feet are on the right side. It then cuts to Tommy, who is watching from the window across the street. This is a really long IMDb goof. <laughs> when it cuts back to Michael carrying Annie up the front steps of the house, her body has switched positions. Her head is now on the right side of Michael and her feet on the left. Maybe he had to, like, put her down and readjust. Well, weirdly, this is an IMDb goof that is totally correct. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. But I am weary of the IMDb goofs page. So I have decided that, like you say, what happened is when we cut back to Tommy in that little split second... Michael threw Annie's body into the air and then caught her the other direction. Like, show off. Because Michael Michael was a clown once. That's right. He, he knew he was being watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he knows there's a show. He knows Tommy is watching. Mm-hmm. And he can juggle. And this is proof. I so mean, it's not a goof. It if is you're going to be Michael like a cosmic horror, awesome. I feel like you should at least be able to juggle. Yeah. Or he just decided her feet were her head and her head were her feet. Mm. And they were. Maybe, like, partway through, he cut off her head and her feet and switched positions. You took it a little more gruesome, but yes, that <laughs> works, too. It's like, he was, he was carrying her and, like, his arm fell asleep, so he had to, like, shift position. And that's so what Tommy, Tommy saw. just Tommy watching him, like, put down this dead body and, like, yeah, he, to pick it he back pauses, up. has to set her down for a moment. He's getting a little tired. <laughs> He's, like, bent over breathing. Right, two very right, different, ver- a couple of diff- very different versions of Michael here. Either he got <laughs> tired and put the body down, and that's what Tommy sees, or he did some magic juggling trick or replaced her body parts. Yeah. Either like way, Tommy's here. confused about life. It's it's a kind of a terrifying visual, like the the way that shot with just the silhouette is really impressive. Yeah. Genuinely scary. Because, like, when you're a little kid, like, one of the scariest things is seeing somebody outside your window. Like, that's one of the scariest things you can think of. Or, you know, oh, there's somebody outside. So that's really well done, I think. I was spending the night at my friend's house once. This was probably, we were probably, like, sixth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And we decided late at night we needed to go outside. You know, just sneak out. Not mm-hmm. that we had anywhere to go. We just wanted to do just something go outside, bad. yeah. So we're out in like the alleyway behind his house. I swear I saw a person walking on the balcony of the house next door, just dragging some chains. Oh. I'm like, that's not normal. Chains. Let's go back inside. Damn. It like it I was I mean, maybe I just made the whole thing up because I've been watching horror films for years and at that point already. But I was like, I'm gonna go back inside now. I'm done. <laughs> this I was think- fun. I think you need to find the address of that house and send in an anonymous phone call. <laughs> well, this was a long time ago now, but well, I'll, I'll yeah, Google it. See, did trouble. a murder happen at this address? Has murder been happening at this address the whole time? Do people disappear a lot in Altadena, California? Let's find mm. out. Yeah. Is, is Well, no. I was going to say, is that close to where the, uh, the uh, Golden State Killer was? I don't know. I don't know where that was. It's It's not that far from where Michael was. This was well, Myers' house is in South Pasadena. That's only a city away. I don't know the geography of California very well. Is Pasadena that's, that's northern fair. or southern? Southern. 
Okay. Yeah. I I live in Glendale, which is right outside of downtown, like north of downtown LA. Okay. I grew up in Pasadena. This film was filmed in Hollywood and South Pasadena, the Myers House in South Pasadena. And Altadena, where I saw this happen with the chains, is above Pasadena. So it's like one city away from South Pasadena. Okay. And there may have been murders happening there. Yeah. And I was witness to something. Chains? What was he doing with the chains? I have no idea. It's California. It's not like people have chains for their tires or anything. Yeah. It's LA. No one's going anywhere. They add their chains later. I can hear my cats being bad, but I can't see them. I'm not sure where they are. They're cats. They're invisible. Until they want to be seen. Just like Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty impressive how he's just like doing all this in the middle of the neighborhood. And yeah, he's he doesn't only care. seen when he wants to be. He doesn't kill people in the open, but he doesn't have a problem with walking around in the open. Just with his dead bodies. Yeah. Fireman carrying them over his shoulder, giving her a piggyback ride. Actually, getting back to the geography of the Wallace house from minute 53, there is no reason for him to walk to the front door to take his body inside either. Oh, yeah, because there's the, there's the back door. You get to the garage from the back. Although, mm-hmm. when Annie left, she went to the garage from the front door also for some mm-hmm. reason even though it's much easier to get there from the back door where they had previously gotten to the laundry shed. So he would have had to walk, like, all the way around the house to get to the front door. So basically, he is doing this so that Tommy can see him. Do you think he locked himself out? (laughs) Like, he went and he tried the back door and it wouldn't open. He's like, damn it, I closed the kitchen door. I'm going to have to walk around. (sighs) He's like, should I leave the body here and then go around, come back and unlock it, or just carry the body? No one's looking. Come on, Michael, we talked about this. Yeah. The little Celtic kid and his voice inside, like, just break the door, you know, oh, just no. do what you got to do. He's like, but I could scare Tommy Doyle across, or, yeah, Tommy Doyle across the street. Like, oh, that That's works too. wild revelation. <laughs> I never knew that. I have a t-shirt on Tee Public that says, Enda lives. <laughs> Spray painted over the Myers, over the Michael Myers mask. So I, I, you said the book's pretty rare. I take it it's out of print. Yeah. You'll find copies for like hundreds of dollars. Oh. I I happened to find someone online who had put an EPUB and then I, I turned it say, into I'm a surprised. PDF, and I turned yeah. that into a Word file so I could easily copy and paste it into my notes. Okay, uh, if you so have it took that, a few steps. If you have that EPUB link, you should send it to me. I, I will not admit to even having it beyond okay. the sentence I just said because that's illegal. Uh, well, if you <laughs> no one cares. It's out of print. It's out of print. If you don't have it, definitely don't send it to me, and I will exactly. certainly not read it. <laughs> uh, where are we? Second 29, interior Doyle house. Tommy steps backward, pushing the curtain, scaring the hell out of Renzi, who screams and begins crying. Because she hears hear somebody too. whispering her name and decides to just walk over there. Well, that's what you do. I guess. You're like, you don't turn if I hear someone say, whispering what? my name randomly in a room and no one else is around, what the fuck? I'm gonna do you go want? straight. To, I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Well, she does, I'm not moving. What did she do? All she did is say, "Where are you?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. When the voice doesn't answer, you don't go toward it. Yeah. It's not a useful voice. It's not a friendly voice if it doesn't answer. If you want me, you come here. God damn it! <laughs> like I'm watching Forbidden Planet. You leave me alone. <laughs> 
Tommy screams, and he actually lunges forward and hits the blinds, which the visual made me, it amused me, <laughs> watching it over and over. And Did you make says, a gif of that? <laughs> I, I should. <laughs> I'll have to now. Yes, you like, do. There he is, the boogeyman, he's outside, which is presumptuous. That could be Paul. It could be Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't know anything about sex, though, presumably yet, so... Right, Tommy doesn't it... know about role-playing. Mm-hmm. Or what drug Danny might be on. So, I was thinking they're role-playing, like... I was thinking, like, the Celtic stuff, but, like, sexy, you know, Celtic warrior carrying the, the lass yeah. with the heaving bosom. Celtic erotica right here. Celtic erotica, yes. Paul's like, I'll be the minotaur. <laughs> you be the Dave. <laughs> the Dave. There's no Dave made a made a maze fan fiction, I presume. Not unless you've written some by now. I guess I could. Um, Dave I, I think it's too new. I mean, it only came out last summer. Yeah. And I didn't see it till last December. So. I didn't see it until. It just got after. to Japan. Mm-hmm. I record. We recorded our first three minutes before I watched the movie. That's good. Yeah. What I want to do, you know, just to get away from Halloween for a second, is I want to do an entire movie where I haven't seen it. Movie really? Minute. It, yeah. Like so I find some movie and I, I get someone else to cut it into the minutes for me. Uh-huh. And then I just do it one minute at a time. So then you're really like watching the movie one yeah. minute at a time and you're like learning about I'm it like as trying you're recording. To f- trying to figure out what is going on. Who are these characters? Where is this mm-hmm. movie going? What's it about? Without doing any research. <laughs> or I want to do that to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, you haven't seen this? You'll be my co-host. Let's go. That, that's <laughs> how I'll get George to do human sentiment with me. <laughs> He just refuses to watch it. One minute at a time. It's not that bad. I see. I right. I don't think it would be that bad. Well, I think the show would be horrible because what are you going to talk about? Uh, graphic descriptions of the action on scene. On screen. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? <laughs> Have you ever had your mouth attached to? Uh Second 34, we get a reverse angle we haven't seen before. Toward the dining room and kitchen from the living room. Mm-hmm. You know, they're using the house. Um, this was a real house they shot in, right? Yes. It is yeah. not the house that we see outside. That was mm-hmm. a different house. Uh, they used four different houses on the same block, the same street mm-hmm. in Hollywood. And looking and at in this Illinois other... with all the palm trees. There's not that many palm trees in this <laughs> There are three. There's still more palm trees than there are in the state of Illinois. And one of them, I believe we'll get to it next minute. One of them, oh, really? I never noticed it was a palm tree. I I guess I just don't pay that much attention. because I. No, that one, there's a reason no one notices it. It's And we'll get to that. Okay. Next minute. Oh, little little teaser yeah. for next minute there. Listeners who have actually been listening along, you'll remember back in minute 13, we found out about this, like, a guest told me about this tree, and I'm like, no, there ain't. And then I saw it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there is. Huh. But we'll come to it. I'm looking now, forward to it. Now, from this angle, I noticed a couple of interesting things about the uh, Doyle house, though. Their blinds, their combination of blinds and drapes here don't work very well in the dining room. Mm-hmm. 
I think this is the production added this to control the light levels and like what we see and what we don't see. Mm. But the drapes are not hanging very well over in the dining room. They're like they're sagging. <laughs> and these people clearly have a nice house. So I think that's not the house. That's the production. Production. Threw an extra curtain rod up there and it's not doing very well with the weight of those drapes. <laughs> Maybe they had to put up a curtain for like sound dampening or something. Yeah. Like control the light, control the sound. Mm-hmm. This movie had a lot of troubles with sound because they were filming quickly. They were filming outside, so they had to uh, loop a lot of the dialogue later. You know what they it. needed? Hmm. They needed a really dedicated boom mic operator. Yes. Like I know Frank one. Coyote's character and Dave Made a Maze. Mm-hmm. Listeners, go over to Dave Made a Minute on Instagram, <laughs> on Twitter, on Facebook, or just look it up on your podcatcher of choice. We are 31 minutes into that at the time of this recording. By the time this episode goes up, we'll be about another five or six in. And watch the movie. Dave made a maze. I really liked it. Yeah. How did you, but did you like Halloween? No, we already covered that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what is this? <laughs> the Doyles have a fancy painting of some woman hanging over a piano, it looks like. So they're, they're. I was going to say this was the rich side of town, but Lori's family have a giant horse statue in their living room, so I don't so, know. So, maybe it's all the rich side of town? Yeah. It's like Haddonfield is a rich suburb of Chicago. That's what it is. It's 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 the Eagleton. <laughs> and Somewhere Lori out there, there's a, there's a Pawnee to, yeah. to Haddonfield's Eagleton. Lori rushes in from the kitchen, and Tommy's still saying the boogeyman is outside. And I love Lori. Lori's pants. Yeah, like the her bell bottoms. Mm-hmm. So, oh my god, I was so into that in the '90s, and I still am. If you have a good pair of bell bottoms, I will wear the shit out of them. That might be my favorite pants silhouette. A great note on the new Halloween, actually. I don't think you ever see the bottom of her pants in the movie. But this past weekend, I was at the movie theater at Universal City Walk, mm-hmm. and they have on display the Michael Myers costume and the Lori Strode costume pants are kind of bell bottoms really yeah N- nice little homage i was like that's cool i don't that's think we cool. ever see them but cool hmm. it's a nice touch nice nice little attention to detail unappreciated yeah or underappreciated i mean when i if i keep doing this podcast and get to that movie in about 10 12 years <laughs> maybe i'll notice it i don't know maybe Lori asks what's wrong second 39 Lori holds on to Lindsay. And Tommy points out the window. I saw him, the boogeyman. He was over at Lindsay's house. Do you remember the um, the Ghostbusters cartoon in the 80s? The, the real Ghostbusters? I never really watched the real Ghostbusters. I think here in LA it was on Saturday mornings, and so I didn't mm-hmm. watch it. I watched the other Ghostbusters cartoon. Oh. Do you, are you familiar with I know it the real Ghostbusters was like based on some old movie and it had like an ape and it was weird. Yeah, uh, the boogeyman specifically from that is what I oh, like that's the first thing I think of when I hear the boogeyman. Like that huh. was one of the things that legitimately scared me as a child. From the cartoon? From the cartoon, yeah. Huh. I'll send you the link. You should uh you should look it up. Like this dude is legit terrifying. Nice. And I've recently rewatched one of his episodes and I still like I don't like it. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things that should have scared me and don't scare me. And this fucking cartoon from the 80s terrifies me. 
we, we just had the slogan for your website when you have one. I've seen a lot <laughs> of things. Just, that's it. <laughs> I like that. It's, it's true. Um, my other note for this minute was that yeah. I like Lori's apron. Yeah. Do you think she brought that with her, or did she get it from the house? Lori or Jamie Lori. the Curtis? Oh, Lori that's an interesting like question. Lori of... might have her own apron that she brought I along. Say, Lori definitely has her own apron. The interesting thing I learned looking at this movie like this, one minute at a time, is she brought a coat that never gets out of Annie's car. Really? Yeah, she's holding it in like the famous photos of like her sitting on the pillar with the little pumpkin when she's waiting for her ride. Mm-hmm. The thing she's holding in her other arm is like a quilted coat. Wow. But when she gets out of Annie's car, she doesn't have it. It's Illinois in October. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah. But she left it in Annie's car, and so now it's part of a crime scene, or will be mm, in about an so hour. She's never going to get that coat back. She might not care. It might have got some I mean, blood clearly. on it. clearly. It certainly got some, like, Michael stink on it. Because mm, he sat on it, probably. What do you think he smells like? Mechanic? Do you think, do you think Michael Myers, like... And formaldehyde. Yeah. Do do you think the character of Michael Myers keep like is very hygienic? No. Well, I think when he's in the hospital, I think people clean him. He doesn't clean himself. No, he just sits and stares out a window. I guess. Yeah. They probably like drag him into a room and like scrub him down by force occasionally. Also, somebody has to wipe for him. I don't think he goes to the bathroom. (laughs) Oh, okay. I think he's so more efficient he just, than like, that. Pees his pants? No, he's like the aliens in Alien. Like he's an efficient life form. Wow. They give him food, and they're like, "Where does it go?" And it just he, goes into his evilness. His murder. Yeah. Huh. That's how he can be so like concentrating. Is he's constipated? Because he's like he's really strong. So I guess he doesn't, you know work out or anything just everything he eats goes straight to become like power well if you want to get back to the novelization again which you haven't read yet because i haven't not sent you the link Mm -hmm. um he does do things at least when he's young like he interacts with people he talks in the novelization he he gets dr loomis to allow them to have a halloween party where a girl almost drowns while bobbing for apples Mm. And he is, is absolutely fault? not near her when it happens. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I buy that. Whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in, in one of the comics, he also kills a nurse. Oh. Who Dr. Loomis kind of has a relationship with. So it's kind of personal. In the movie, of course, no, Michael just stood and stared and waited for this minute. Which is cool. Do you think he lifts? No. Do they, like, let him near weights? No. You, that's prison. I think mental oh, hospital, no, they make sure they give them fatty food so they don't move around a lot. Uh, but and somehow he just avoids that as like, much as possible. But somehow he's huge and strong and powerful. He has an evil metabolism. I suppose. He takes care of that. Man, I'm jealous. You just have, have to, to turn to evil. It. I'm just not concentrated evil enough. If you can concentrate for 15 years on the evil act you're going to commit... Rather than All forgetting right. about that kid you shot when you were 11. Look. <laughs> it would go better. I wasn't old enough to afford good tequila at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and he deserved it. 
I did dis- yes. So so did he. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lori says, Oh Tommy, stop it. You're scaring Lindsay. I think Lori's a little scared too, but uh Tommy says, But I really saw him and there's an IMDb goof here that bugs me, but is also maybe right. Mm-hmm. When Lori scolds Tommy for scaring Lindsay, he accidentally says Lori's line, There's nobody out there right before she does. This one's a little iffy. And so I, I roll my eyes as I read this one. Um, Tommy's words are very slurred and crazed. Speaking of children on tequila. Yeah, and while it does sound like he says there's nobody out there, that's not Lori's line. That's what she says. Her line in the script is there's nothing out there. Mm. There's no boogeyman. Now there's nothing out there is the script. Okay. In the movie, yes, she says, now there's nobody out there. There is no boogeyman, and if you don't stop all this, it's gonna have to. I'm gonna have to turn off the TV and send you to bed. Mm-hmm. So yes, he sort of says it, and it sounds kind of weird because he kind of says there's nobody out there, which he shouldn't be saying. No, not at all. But that's not really her. I don't know how it got to that point. Maybe it's just late at night and he's drunk, as we said. <laughs> I mean, maybe they've done this scene a couple times, yeah. and he's. Maybe she's been forgetting her line, and he's, like, giving it to her. (laughs) He's like, I know you're new to this, because she's been on, like, one TV show. He's like, some of us are old pros. This Petticoat Junction thing, that's crap. You know what I've been on? Um, He's been on some real shows. He's, like, a 20-year veteran of the industry. (laughs) He actually had been on quite a few TV shows, and more than her. Um, He's like uh, British wrestlers. They're like... I'm 21 years old. I've been wrestling professionally for 17 years. <laughs> I've gotten to a lot of bar fights before that. Wait, is it? They look like actually. I think that's accurate for him. I I gotta double check if it's him or the kid who plays Michael when he's young. One of them, as a infant, was on Days of Our Lives. Ha. <laughs> um, shoot, I don't remember where. One of them. I'm gonna say it's him. I'm gonna lie okay. because I don't feel like looking it up on the IMDb app right now. But yeah, he uh, so he's been doing this for a while. She's relatively new. She was on a TV show. She just got fired. Although her last episode has not aired yet. Hmm. And though her parents are famous, she is was a iffy choice for this movie. Hmm. She great. originally auditioned to play, I think, Annie. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, because she felt that she would fit that character more because she was more of like a bubbly personality. Which is not how I view Jamie Lee Curtis at all. There's actually a line in um, in Kim Gottlieb that she's a set photographer. Her book of photos from on the set with John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. She has a thing in a caption where, like, I think it's PJ Souls who says it, who plays Linda. This, that she and Jamie Lee Curtis should have played the opposite characters. Oh, really? Because, like, she's the quieter one and Jamie Lee Curtis is the more outgoing, like, bubbly person. And, Jamie Lee I, Curtis was just always taking her top off for no reason. We have to. <laughs> that's that's what you do if your parents are famous you have to make your own way however you can <laughs> that's right second 46 of the wallace house uh wait outside oh no one's out there we saw michael carry annie inside yeah so when Lori looks out there there's no one there and then second 48 we're back in the doyle house and time for Lori to say there's no boogeyman that she's going to be, argu- gonna that. arguably, she'll be proven wrong in a little bit. 
that's a, coming back to something I said last minute. Uh, people who like love the new movie should not be saying Michael is evil on two feet and he's the boogeyman because the point of the new movie is he's just a normal person. He's just obsessed. Hmm. You know, that was, they're not like trying to take the supernatural out of it. And I don't like that. I don't like the attempts to humanize this character. Like it's like a little bit too into the kind of realm that makes me uncomfortable. A little Stockholm syndrome. Mm, yeah. It's like, do we want him to be evil? You know, in quotes, evil. Mm-hmm. Or do we want him to be a man who doesn't die and come back? And yeah. And that divide there is with the new movie, there's a weird division where people are like, we want both. I'm like, you can't have both. No. Those are two different things. And they're like, already talking about, what do you think the sequel is going to be like? How did he get out of the fire? I'm like, he died in the fire. That's what you should be assuming right now until the sequel happens. Unless he's an unfathomable cosmic horror. Right. Which he clearly is. I'm going with that. Because that's more entertaining. He is an agent of fate. He is an Mm -hmm. agent of nature. That's why the script has wind happening all over the place every time he's around. Because nature is on his side. Oh, I like that. So he's really the good guy. Well, I don't think that makes him good. <laughs> like, yes, we're all going to die. That doesn't make death a good thing. It just makes death a thing. Nope. Michael Myers is the hero of this movie. I'm decided. So when we do the You've remake of the me. entire series as an HBO series in about 30 years, that's yeah. the premise. He's the good guy. Our hero is a silent, masked figure who is played by anyone who happens to be on set that day. <laughs> Tommy turns away from Lori and Lindsay and walks over to sit on the couch on his knees, facing backward. Mm-hmm. It says, nobody believes me. And Lindsay gets cut off. In a great line that I have been quoting my entire life. The whole line is, I believe you, Tommy. But all we get in this minute is, I believe you. Mm-hmm. And the minute ends. Do you Any think other... Lindsay really believes him? Yes. Okay. Because at that moment, that's where her attention was and everything she looks at is real. Oh, okay. She has no object permanence. No. no. Okay. That's why she stares at the film, because at that time... There is an alien attacking scientists on a planet, and she has to know what's happening. You know, right That's here. why she doesn't look away, because she, think it's, she thinks it's real. Right, and if she looks away, she won't know what happens. Yeah. Like, she turns back, she's going to be freaked out. Why is there a spaceship? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where'd it come from? Like you've been Where watching this movie for an hour. Catch up. Actually, Forbidden Planet just started a few minutes ago. <laughs> We're in, I think, minute 11 of Forbidden Planet right now. Okay. Which is somewhat fine with the timing of the movie. Like, Annie died right after Forbidden Planet was just about to start. Mm-hmm. And now yeah, because before that they were later. watching. So Michael basically hung out with Annie's body in the garage, thinking about what he was going to do with it. Took it to the back door, that... realized it was locked. Do you think he had, like, a vision board? Yeah, he's he's back there, like, just sketching ideas, like, yeah, so if I like put her on the bed, stage the bodies. and I have the I have my sister's tombstone in the back of the car, <laughs> I'm just, like, but that's I several just blocks this. away, yeah. so he's like, I'm going to have yeah. to, I'll put the body on the bed, then 
go get the tombstone from the car. He's like, but what about her friends? She was talking about friends who were coming. I shouldn't put the tombstone up there yet. She's like trying to think of what closet he can hide Annie's body in. Tombstones are really heavy, too. Oh, he's so, like, he's like, so he's got to lug this fucking tombstone into the house. Like, when does he do that? Maybe that's Nobody why in him. a mo- that's why in a little bit. Maybe that's why now Loomis sees his cars because Michael had to go move it mm. because he didn't want to walk the whole way with a tombstone. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So he's like, I'm that would go definitely get, win him. Get the car, drive a little closer, not too close. Mm-hmm. You know, got to keep up the the mystery. So he'd have to be carrying it like in his arms because if you're dragging the tombstone, somebody's gonna hear it, right? Yeah. And in 1978, that's <laughs> in 1978. That's not a normal thing to see on the streets of <laughs> yeah, right. town in Illinois. Uh, a masked man wearing walking around with a tombstone, like, as one does. You're right. I'm not sure that's a that might still not be a normal thing in most towns. I mean, listeners, if your town that is a normal sight, let us know. I want to move there. <laughs> Any other notes for minute? What are we on? 56. 56. I do not. Okay, that is all for Minute 56. Allison, remind the listeners, how may they stalk you? You can follow the Twitter account for the forthcoming podcast about the TV show Jeopardy! Potent Podables. On Twitter.com, that is at Potent Podables. That's P-O-D. And that's it. No I, no other places. Don't friend me on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could, but... Don't. <laughs> Yeah, I've been cleaning out my Facebook friends, so don't friend me either. Instead, really you can stalk me on Twitter and Facebook at Myers Minute or Instagram Michael Myers Minute or join the Facebook listeners group 45 Lampkin Lane. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a nice review or a horrible review. Because reviews are awesome. But if no you matter. leave a bad review, he might murder you. The first review I got was bad. I'm good. Really? Yeah. The next one oh, I got was Is that where you great. got that new coat from? <laughs> yep <laughs> that coat is in the, I forgot his name um, that's the name of my line is named after the reviewer on <laughs> iTunes if you really like what you hear or you think it needs better sound quality and better recording studio you can join the Thorn Cult and donate money through Patreon at patreon.com slash Myers Minute until next time It's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh?